Okay, just before, before Dave comes and speaks to us for a few minutes, um, I, just, I just want to take an opportunity for a couple of... I called him an old dog the other day, and I didn't mean it as an old... I did kind of mean it as an old dog. Um, but, you know, he calls me a young pup, so, you know, we'll take that. Um, but I'm just going to... I want to talk to a couple of old friends to this church, but also that are still new friends and friends into the future. So could I just grab Jez and Clive? Could you just come and join me just for a second? Um, Jez, we haven't seen for ages. Can we put our hands together? Well, look at this. I love this guy. Come and, come and join us. Come on up here. So both of these guys have had their own sort of journeys of leadership in the life of this church. Actually, when me and Wendy very first arrived here 20 years ago, Clive was part of the leadership team then. Um, and so, again, we've known, and many of us have known Clive, and actually in a minute we're going to get to meet Gillian and bits and pieces, and I'll get Clive to give us a bit of an update on life for him and where he's at. But it's been a real joy that just in the season that we've been through, and to be honest, I'm so grateful that when I woke up this morning, the weather was like that, and not what it was like yesterday, because it felt like a new day, and I've been waiting for this morning, and opportunities to pray and meet with people, and not that the weather reflects your mood, but it kind of does sometimes. You know, you wake up and you thought, oh, if it was a drizzly wet day and everyone's just coming through soaking wet. And then you wake up and it feels like a spring morning with a little bit of crisp in the air and the sun's out. And praise God for his grace and mercies every day. And so we're going to hear a little bit about that from Clive in a second. And then me and Jez and Andy with Graham and Andrew and people and Steve Babel were on the eldership team here for a number of years. Um, and so this is, it's just been a joy to be alongside this guy and we got to go to Seaford a little while ago as they recognised Martin and Ross into the eldership team there at Life Church in Seaford and so to have Jez and Amy and the boys just joining us this morning is so precious for me on a personal level and for me and Andy and Lynn and Wendon people but as well just for the church for you to be able to be amongst us and here today and celebrate it so I just wanted Jez to give us a quick update Grab that red mic there, you can use that one. Tell us, mate, where's, where's Seaford at at the moment? What's going on? What's been happening with you? Tell us a little bit. That's good, keep it off, keep it off. He's gonna get you. Just use that one, mate. COVID, oh, we'll wash it. We're like brothers, we, we share COVID, that's fine. Uh, can I just say, it is such a... Such a privilege and joy to be here today. It, I think it's probably been close to three years since I was here on a Sunday. Uh, we realised, so 11 years ago, we, you, we as a church started a congregation, a multi-site in Seaford. And then 10 years ago to the month, um, Ollie and I became elders. And we as a family moved over to Seaford to help strengthen and develop what we as a church had started there. And we started it because of your incredible sacrificial giving that allowed for a new church to be established in Seaford, which 10 years on is still there. I mean, <laughs> in a day and age where churches are closing, that isn't just like a neutral, we're still there. And more than just we're still there, I think by God's grace, we've seen some life and some fruit and uh, again you've been with us on much of that journey as well again because of your sacrificial and generous giving we as a church were able to purchase a building over there so we purchased the old Methodist church but I, I just think it's so significant us being back here we feel it as well um, when we moved to Seaford Amy and I had Riley he was two at the time we now have three boys and so for them to come they're just terrified because they haven't been here before on a Sunday there's so many people everywhere um, so we've just said get over your fear and go into the big kids work please um, adult time now 
Um, so as a church, we in September, as Ollie mentioned, we recognise Martin and Ross in eldership. You have to be called Martin to become an elder as part of our churches, as well we realised. Well, we have to have at least one Martin for it to count, I think. Um, we brought them into eldership in September, but then also as a church, we aligned ourselves around a fresh sense of vision that we feel God's given us as a church. And in doing that, we changed our name. And we changed our name, not because in any way we're wanting to distance ourselves from our family, but because we felt God give us a fresh vision for who we're to, called to be in Seaford. You know, we always said when we were doing the multi-site together, we always said that this was a long-term church planting strategy. Well, guess what? We did it. We planted a church in Seaford. You did that, um, which is remarkable. So thank you. And so we have recently changed our name to Life Church Seaford because we feel God's given us to be a life-giving community and we tell the church we're here to be the most generous, to be the most prayerful, generous and courageous that we can be and that's what we're running for, to be a community that really represents God in that respect, prayerfulness, generosity and courage. Um, and some, there's been some exciting things over the last few months, kind of learning to gather around that name. We've launched a commercial cafe in the church that meets, uh, is open two days a week for the members of the community, alongside a, a baby and toddler experience in the main hall that we've got. And then if the next slide just shows some pictures of our, our building and our, our banner. Is there another slide? There we go. So that's the building that we purchased, you purchased as part of your sacrificial giving, uh, and that we're now there. We run this cafe. We've also just recently started something called a community food project where one of our deacons, uh, next slide I believe, is giving away, getting food from Morrison's. Oh no, wait, this is our cafe. Uh, and then one of our deacons is getting food that's going to waste from supermarkets and is distributing that to people as they have need. And we've got lots of mums and babies coming through our doors. So, you know, we feel like, so we, we went over there as a church congregation, as a community, we started the site. There's about 60 of us that went. Um, many of you, some of you, were part of that initial coming over. Some people uh, sold houses and moved over to be part of it. Um, we're now a church of around 150 people. So that's remarkable as well um, that God's just given us that grace and growth. And by God's grace, we were able to then plant ourselves as a church. Um, and a couple of months ago, we had official charitable status come through as a church as well. So we're still kind of walking towards that journey um, of autonomy as us as a local church with our own elders and deacons take responsibility for what God's doing there among us. So I don't know if that's enough of an update. That's probably over my time. It's dangerous, isn't it? You give someone a, a microphone, they just keep going. Um, but it's such a joy to be here and see so many of you. Thank you. Great to be here again. I'm having some serious deja vu moments uh, all the way through this meeting. It's just lovely to be with Dave and John and Marion and Liz. Um, we go back a very long way, but I go back a very long way with you as well, as you probably know. So I was here on staff from 2003 to 2005 before I went to the Middle East with Heather. And uh, here I am back again and much water under the bridge, but I'm, I'm loving being this old dog who is keeping these young pups in order. So uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying 
um, working behind the scenes really from a couple of Septembers ago. Um, so I haven't been particularly that visible, but I want to say something very exciting now because um, this is, Gillian, would you just come and be with me? Just come and stand. This is not easy for you, Jay. Come on, come here, can you? Okay, so take the mask off. All right. Okay, so basically, um, this, the wonderful thing is that uh, we are getting married very soon. So, so and this is, this is the very first Sunday that this is our new home base. So I'm now actually part of the furniture here. So this is us being part of uh, King's Church Eastbourne. So I've been, I've, I've, been, I've, been helping, I've been helping a church up near Uckfield and that time has come to an end now. And here we are now, so moving on to the next chapter of our lives. So you will see us a lot more into the future. Okay, so you're all right on stage, okay. <laughs> okay, do you want to sit there? Okay. So um, I just, I'll just say something very briefly about what's happening today. I love that song, The Battle Belongs. And uh, there's a line in it, Almighty God, you go before us. That means we're going forward. And that's what this is all about, going forward. Um, there have been times when churches are uh, in perhaps becalmed or just in dry dock or just getting a bit of a refit. But I, I'm very excited to be helping out with this team because I sense there is a now a forward momentum taking place. It reminds me of that brilliant bit that Paul says in Philippians 3 when he says, I press on. And that, the Greek word press on is a very powerful word, I pursue. I'm going forward. And then he forgets what's behind and he presses on into, and there's that beautiful phrase, that calling heavenward. So just as elders are being brought into place, we're all being pulled heavenward. We're being pulled upward. That's the trajectory of our lives. And so with leadership, God goes before us, so leadership follows, and we're all pulled together heavenward. Isn't that exciting? It's like a tractor beam of the grace and the power of God pulling us eventually into his presence to see him face to face. And that's why leaders are part of this beautiful story being called upward. You are all being called upward at the same time as elders are being called forward to lay their lives down for you. So I'm thrilled to play my part as the, this old dog doesn't sit too much in the sunshine, I can, I can work behind the scenes and perhaps a little bit more, who knows, into the future. Okay, so, amen. to see numbers of just recognised into this leadership team, to see continued in growth, not to take this morning as a pat on the back and say, hey, well done, we brought a couple of people into the leadership team, actually we want to recognise over the course of this year some specific people into some diaconate roles, some leading servants in the life of this church. This church is incredibly led by a number of mothers and fathers that are here, and so we want to publicly recognise that as well. We kind of feel as a team that we think that Clive's going to have a role to play in this, and we think as well we'd like to propose him towards that future eldership team alongside us as well. And so seeing him come and joining that team later on in the year would be an amazing thing to do. So that same journey we've been on with Martin and with Ben, we'd love to start that from this morning with Clive and just see where that leads us to. So, um, so you know, emails at the ready. And you can you can give your comments on Clive and that's not nice. And it's just a joy to be able to see that, to see the church recognise people in the roles that God has called them to.
Um, and so fantastic for that to be beginning to recognize someone we were invited by this morning and see what, what God's got for us in the adventure of the years ahead. So um, it's good, isn't it? Feel good? Dave, why don't you come and share with us now? You got that? Which one do you want? Uh, this one. <laughs> just before you get off the stage, Andy, just come and join me as well, please. You can take your mask off, which is a great relief. And for those of you, you've heard the, the phrase used several times already behind the scenes. So there's lots of things been going behind the scenes. I appreciate you wouldn't know everything that's going on. Um, but one of the joys for me has been walking with these two guys through um, difficult times and joyful times. Um, and I just really wanted to uh, commend Andy and Ollie to you. They've been elders in this church and they've been part of this process of bringing other people through as well. And they've been really rock-like and they've been through personal issues and still alive, I think, to be, which is very grateful for. And uh, just knowing the hand of God and the mercy of God upon their lives. And as a new eldership team, as it were, as this team grows and others become part of it, these guys will continue to minister and serve alongside them. And uh, this team will grow because gifts and, and qualities are being added to it as well. And, um, you know, as churches, uh, we passionately believe in team, we passionately believe in eldership, we believe in a team together. It's not about one person or personality. Uh, but we also believe that the team has a team leader. And Ollie um, is the guy that we really believe is the right man to lead this team into this next uh, season. He's been doing that already, behind the scenes. And uh, here we are today just to recognize uh, these two guys, but just to, to talk about Ollie for a moment, that uh, he's really done so well in these last couple of years. You know, I've spoken lots of pastors, I think you were one of them, that kind of came into the position that you're into, and then COVID hit, yeah. and it's like a few months in. How on earth do you manage church through a, the last two years? And there's no point in talking to me as he did sometimes. How do you do this? I have no idea. There's no one that knows any more than you do. And uh, but he's done so well. So would you please give these two guys a big round of Just pausing to let that settle into you. 
This is not just a ritual. This is something of the Spirit of God here today. And the process uh, of getting to where we are today is in the, in the sense that um, we recognize Ben and Martin today because of the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. We don't vote people into eldership because what we do is we recognize the anointing of the Spirit of God upon them to do this task. So when Paul's talking to the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20 verse 28, he says, I want you to shepherd the people of God amongst whom the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. As we get to lay hands on these guys in a moment, I passionately believe, even on the screen, that the Holy Spirit will come and impart something of his authority and his shepherding heart to these guys as they seek to serve you in the future. So I'm always looking for the work of the Holy Spirit is good to us and good to the Holy Spirit that we are here today recognizing what we're doing. The second thing is you. We presented these guys to you and said we believe these guys should come into eldership. We've given you time to weigh that and to pray about that and for us to get feedback on it. It's so important that elders are not appointed and imposed on you almost against your will, but actually are joyfully and willingly received by us as a congregation of people together. So we're recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit and we're saying to you, how do you feel about these guys? And we've had this wonderful, overwhelming feedback that yes, we believe that these guys are to come into eldership as well. And the third part of the process is what I would call apostolic confirmation. In other words, churches, all over churches, God's word is they're placed into a family of churches. And it's just so good for kings to know you're not just doing this on your own and having a few good ideas. And as we've walked alongside these guys, again, behind the scenes very much, we're here today to say absolutely, yes, we want to confirm these guys and pray for them with you. It's been such a joy for me to have Clive and John Rose, who many of you know, uh, working through this process together. This is not something we've just done in isolation, but we've all come to a place of, of agreement. Then the final part of the process is what I call a personal calling. It's so important that Martin and Ben know that God has called them to do this. And this and I had a meal with them back in September, and uh, they didn't know that this was going on, but I'm just telling you and them now that we asked a series of questions to them. And actually, also to Rebecca and to Christy, because this is so important to say to them, do you feel God has called you to do this? And to say to the wives, do you feel God's called him to do this? They didn't know at the time, but they were passing a test. Because no point everyone else been excited, unless you yourself know that God has called you to do this. In fact, my counsel to anybody in any form of leadership team in any church, it's not a position you just kind of fought yourself to. You need to know God has called you. Um, this is a little bit like a wedding in terms of the fact that you, you turn up at a wedding and uh, you really want to get on with the business of seeing a husband and wife join together in marriage. And I've been to a few weddings where some guys are up and preached for kind of half an hour and the kids were all running around and 
You're sitting there thinking, please get on with it. We just want to see these people married. So it's a bit like that today. So you'll be pleased to know I'm not going to preach a sermon. As you've seen already with this microphone, so lots of preachers around here this morning. It's very dangerous. <laughs> but I want to just make a context for Ben and Martin as they're appointed this morning into eldership. What I'd like to do is I'd like to just ask a question. <clears throat> and the question is this. In these two years that we've just lived through, with all of its challenges and all of its difficulties and perplexities and confusion, and when, oh, when is this all going to be over? The question I've got is this. Has this season, these last two years, in any way either changed or prevented the plans and purposes and promises of God? And if, like me, you believe the answer to that question is a firm no, and actually in a strange way, I'm still looking for the moment where I'll understand, and it may not be now, it may be later when we'll look back and we'll realise that God's plans and purposes and promises were not only not thwarted during this time, but somehow enhanced. Because the new church that emerges from this time will be different to the one that went into it. God only knows how much we needed to change and I don't believe that these last two years for the church in the UK has been an inconvenient interruption. I passionately believe it's actually been an opportunity for change and maybe we'll be a bit smaller or maybe we'll be a little bit more streamlined but I believe the church that emerges will be just the same church that Jesus has given himself to build. So let me remind you of that promise, well known in Matthew 16 and verse 18, where Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now that one little uh, promise raises three questions in my mind. The first is, can he build his church? The second is, will he build his church? And the third is, will they, the gates of hell, be prevailed against? Or will they actually win the day? I think there are three, when you hear someone make a promise, it's good to ask questions. And I believe the answer, if you have your Bibles, this is the text I just want us to just centre in upon. And this is the kind of church that, Ben and Martin are being appointed into eldership today. This is why I want to just make that link. And I'm, I'm passionately committed to not preaching a long sermon. Please help me this morning. Because you turn to this, this chapter and you can stay here all day. But Ephesians chapter 1, and we'll read from verse uh, 15 actually. For this reason... Because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us 
who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all and I believe those three questions are answered in that passage of scripture so what's the first question can Jesus do what he promised well as we look through this scripture together we become convinced that the answer is yes because this scripture tells us about Jesus that he has all authority and all power to do what he said I do not spend my life thinking can we do this the church but I do spend my life thinking can he do what he has promised even if he does it through very ordinary people like you and me it's not down to us it's absolutely down to him the one and only one who has this authority I mean look at it with me he's been raised from the dead we've just been singing about that we're not following some prophet who was alive 2,000 years ago he's alive he is risen he has the power and authority to do everything he's ever stated even if it was 2,000 years ago hallelujah you're allowed to look fairly excited about this it's not down to a few people it's down to the promise of the one who's risen from the dead but he's not only risen from the dead look at this passage he has now been raised and seated at the right hand of the father on high the seat that's been reserved for only one the one who did not grasp equality with God because the seat is about equality with God it's about all authority he humbled himself became a servant and died on a cross therefore God has exalted him to the highest place he has sat down at the right hand of the father I love the phrases that follow look at them with me please far above I love those two words this Jesus who's been raised and is now ascended on high with all authority over everything that's going to happen in this world and the universe and the future is not just a little bit above his enemies but love the way that Paul puts it far above way beyond no one can touch him far above all dominions all powers all authorities and above every name that can be named this Jesus has a name which is far above every other name and notice in this passage he now rules now it's not just the future thing but he rules with authority now today let me ask the question again because I want you to come with me on this journey can Jesus build his church how are you doing I mean, it's, it's important to know this and I think that if COVID has shown us every, anything, it's, it's made us really rethink some of these things. Do I really believe this? Do I believe he has that authority and power to do that which he has promised? And then this phrase, all things are put under him. All things are under him. Jesus has been glorified 
And because Jesus has been glorified, he is able to do everything. He's in glory. It's his power. It's his presence. And it reminds me of John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. I haven't got time to get into this in detail, but when we're just reminded of Jesus' promise that the Spirit of God will come upon you, he doesn't actually say the Spirit. He just talks about rivers of living water. They didn't really understand what he was talking about. But then John makes the comment in verse 39 about this. This he was speaking about the Spirit who had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Well, work backwards. Jesus has now been glorified. And because he is in authority and in power, he can do everything that he said he would do, which includes people like you and me being born again. Because the Spirit can now be given because Jesus has now been glorified. And rivers, I'm starting to preach, rivers of living water start to flow from within us. How did that happen? How is that possible that our lives are changed and transformed by that one act on the cross? Because Jesus has now been glorified, his authority to send the Spirit into your life and cause you to be born again. The same Jesus who did that will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it but just stay with me the final thing in this verse these verses and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church the same Jesus who holds all things together in him you know there's passages like in Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 to 18 where it talks about he holds all things together. Everything was created by him and for him and all things hold together in him. And, and if Jesus was to walk away, the universe would all fall apart. The same Jesus that holds everything together is also the head of the church. He is the one who holds King's Church together. It's not the eldership team. It's Jesus He is the one who holds all these things together. And what an amazing statement this is. To the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. That's you and me. If we believe in the glorified head of the church, then we must surely believe that when his glory which is his presence and his power and authority is then indwelt amongst us as the people of God, then you and I can say, particularly from heaven's perspective, that we are a glorious church. I know that's hard for some of us to understand. We have such a low view of the church sometimes. Why? Because you're in it. And you know yourself. I'm in it and I know myself. And we're half formed and we're not perfect. And yet the Bible describes a glorious head. How can you have a glorious head if you can't have a glorious body? And look what it says here, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Colossians 1, 15 to 18 also says that Jesus might be preeminent in all things. If you want a glorious church, it's because you talk a lot about the glorified one. And it's because you understand that we become full of glory when we invite more and more of him to come and fill us. 
I can't get away from that phrase about King's Church, about Life Church Seaford. You are the fullness of him who fills all in all. Hallelujah. So we folks need to be a church that's focused upon Jesus. More about him than us. More about his presence and his glory. If it's more and more about us, there'll be less glory. If there's more and more about him, he will be manifest and glorified amongst us. And I can't think of a single thing we do as a church that shouldn't be about Jesus, the preeminent one. Our worship is not about our systems and styles, and I hope he's chosen my favourite song this morning. It couldn't be further from the truth. Our worship is all to glorify Jesus. Our evangelism is to glorify Jesus. Our relationships to glorify Jesus. Even signs and wonders do not point to us as if we've done anything. They're signs. What are they signs of? Pointing to the one who worked the miracle, to Jesus himself. Which is why the church is not an organisation and it's not an institution full of man-made ideas and committees. It's not about personalities as if we should somehow get in the way of the one who should be glorified. It's not about celebrities. It's not about us, folks. It's about him. With all our flaws and our weaknesses and our obvious mistakes... When we think about the promise that Jesus made, I will build my church. Lord, it's your church. Would you please come amongst us and would you build it? Just one final scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7, speaks about the fact that you and I are jars of clay. But it speaks also about the fact that within the jars of clay, there is treasure. If you go to the Middle East and you go to a marketplace and you walk along, in the marketplace you'll see all these pots of different sizes and some are chipped and some are kind of look a bit more pristine and some are different colours, but they're not very impressive. You just walk past marketplaces and there's hundreds of these pots everywhere. They're just jars of clay, that's all they are. And that's the whole point of Jesus building his church because... He uses ordinary people like you and me to do his bidding. We're jars of clay, we're not very impressive, but what is impressive is what's inside us. I don't know if it's ever, you've ever realised that if Christians are trying to be impressive, if we're trying to be the best and impress people with our gifts and our abilities, and please look at me and I've got this calling or this ministry, has it ever occurred to you, you may be hiding the treasure rather than allowing it to be revealed it is through weakness that God's power is manifest it's through a congregation of people who are fully aware of our flaws and mistakes and our difficulties but that's not a disqualification it's actually an opportunity for the glory and the power and the authority and the presence of God to be revealed through ordinary people like you and me. I've given up on trying to be impressive because I'm not. And who is looking anyway? I always wanted to be in a church that's really cool until I realised that the world's not even particularly concerned whether we're cool or not cool. It's not about us and what we look like. It has to be about him 
and even through jars of clay. The more obvious that we're flawed, the more obvious that we're not impressive is an opportunity for the treasure, the kingdom, the life of God, the transformation that Jesus has made in our lives to be seen individually, but also corporately as well. He even is willing to share his shepherding heart with under-shepherds who are jars of clay. Ben and Martin, if you looked at them, you think, hmm, it's a bit of a jar of clay. You're absolutely right. He somehow will even share his shepherding heart through people, ordinary people, where his treasure will be seen and will be directed. So can he build his church? Yes. Will we let him build his church? I hope so. That through us, the manifestation of God's glory will be seen. Second question is, will he? And the answer is yes, because he is faithful. And every promise he's ever made, he will fulfill. I don't walk through Europe looking at all the stats of the dismay and despondency that there is in the church, which is huge. So much death and dismay. But I do not walk through the UK or Europe thinking, so there you go then. It's just not going to happen here. It's just too tough, too secular. We need to walk through life remembering that the one who promised is faithful. And he will do everything that he has stated. I love being in a secular part of the world where everyone's turning their back on the gospel. Say, Lord, this is even more opportunity for you (laughs) to fulfill your promises. And the third question, the final thing is, will they? Will the gates of hell prevail against him? And the answer is no, because these powers and principalities who would seek to attack us have already been defeated by the one whom they are confronting. Jesus has already been raised. He's already sat at the right hand of the Father. He's already in authority. The outcome of everything has already been won in Jesus. And the enemy is just thrashing around in anger because he already knows that he's been defeated. We need to rise up as a church and agree with that. We cannot be defeated or overcome because Jesus has already defeated the enemy who comes against us. And it's into this context of this kind of church that we have the joy this morning of praying for Martin and for Ben to come into eldership. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Lord, it's good to be reminded this morning of you and of what you have declared and what you have promised. It's good to know that it's not down to a few people and personalities to try and make this thing work, to keep the show on the road, to keep people entertained. Lord, may we be the kind of church as we lift our heads And we see this Jesus who's glorified on high. That we say, let your glory come. Things that's going to make this church community different is not our impressive stance, but it's more of your presence. 
the fullness of him who fills all in all. May King's Church be constantly filled with your presence. And it's not just about a Sunday morning meeting or a building. It's about us as a community of your presence, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. Flood this church with more and more of the glory of God. And I believe, Lord, with all my heart, that will cause people to come flooding in as they come to meet the living God. Would you come? Yes, Lord, you can build your church. Yes, Lord, you will build your church. And yes, Lord, the gates of hell will not prevail. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to... Do I see them looking that way to the camera? Is that how it works? This is too technological for me. Why don't we all wave to them? Can you speak? Praise God. Oh, look, people coming in. So, Ollie, come up here and join me. And Andy, come too. And uh, John. And where's Clive? Clive's sitting right in front of me. Great, too. And I think we should have some wives up here as well, as well. So, there we go. Come, Marion, Lynn, Liz, Wendy. It's great. Martin Rebecca, why don't you take your masks off and come up here? That'd be great as well. We're all lateral tested and it all came out negative. So we're all right. So why don't you two come just come over here? It's great. This is Martin. This is Rebecca. And we're going to pray for you guys now. I think there's another microphone here as well. So, uh, Where are we? Ollie, you grab that and if anybody wants to. So what we're going to do now is we're going to pray for these, these guys. We're going to lay hands on Martin for eldership in this church community. We'd love you to be part of this. So why don't you stand where you are? I know you've got to keep your masks on, which is absolutely strange. But uh, I want you to not be passive. I want you to be part of this. Um, it's a wonderful moment, it's a great occasion, it's not just something we go through, we actually believe as we pray and lay hands now on, on Martin and in figuratively speaking in a moment on Ben as well, that yeah. actually the Holy Spirit will come upon them to minister to them. So all I'm going to do is ask a couple of guys here just to pray if you feel God's led you to pray, we won't have any pauses and then we'll actually appoint Martin into eldership in this church community. Amen. Lord, we so thank you for this moment, and we thank you for this dear couple, uh, Martin and Becca, and the uh, Ben and Christy. Lord, we thank you for these two uh, lovely families that, Lord, are coming into the eldership uh, team here this morning. Lord, I just pray for a fresh 
uh, blessing of your spirit on all four of these. Uh, the two husbands, two wives, the, the whole team will benefit from your Holy Spirit's anointing. May there be a fresh anointing, an anointing of Amen. joy, Amen. anointing of leadership gift, fresh dimensions of authority and insight and wisdom. Lord, we do not believe this is a formality. We say, come Holy Spirit and anoint these dear couples with fresh faith, fresh fresh authority, fresh wisdom, fresh courage too, uh, to follow through on what you call them to do. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yeah, we do. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for, for Martin. Thank you for the call of God on his life. Thank you, Lord, that you've prepared him and Rebecca for this time, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, this is a precious time. You've rooted in him in your love, in your grace. I thank you, Lord, his roots go deep into you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord God, that uh, he can have confidence today. Lord God, in that call on his life. I thank you that you've equipped him, you've chosen him. I thank you, Lord God, that you've blessed him with this amazing family that he has with Rebecca and the wonderful kids, Lord. I thank you for them. And we just, we do, we lay hands on them. We say, Lord, set them apart for your purposes. In Jesus' name, do what you want to do through their lives, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, what you do, what you're doing through Martin as he's added to this team, what you're doing is you're adding breadth and strength and capacity to this church. Amen. At this time, Lord God, you're adding capacity to this church. Because you, there's things that you want to do through this church, Lord God, that can't be done without Martin being a part of it. Without this family being a part of it. And so, Lord God, we thank you with confidence that, Lord God, your hand is on Martin's life. Your protection is over their family, Lord. And your grace is on them. And we're excited about what you're doing in them now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Father, for Martin, for Rebecca, for Amy, Lucy, Edward. Thank you for the friendship they've been to us over the 11 years we've been here. Um, I just thank you, Father, just for um, their compassion, how they care for people, how they, they seek you, Lord, that they look into what you're saying and are just on beat with you, Father. Just pray for Martin as he steps up as an elder, as a father for this church. Will you just bless him? Will you bless the family? Will you just pour out more of your anointing on them, Lord? Will he be able to, with the busyness of work and planning and doing all those lessons, Lord God, will he have that time for you? Will he have time where he seeks your face? Will he be like Moses going up that mountain and just having those special private times where he hears you? I pray, Father, that he'll have a real sense of a prophetic, um, a real sense of hearing your direction and building this church, Lord God. Amen.
Amen. Will you join me, um, join me in praying for Ben and Christy? Lord God, we just thank you for them. God, I thank you for their hearts. I want to thank you the way that they love you. God, I, I thank you for the gift that Ben has been um, to me personally, to us as a church. I want to thank you that you've poured into his life. You rescued him, Lord God. He was one that was far from you, and you've drawn him into your plans and purposes. Jesus, you have been glorified in and through his life and through the kids. God, I just want to thank you for that. I pray bless them as they're in their home now. Lord God, would that home be a place that takes enemy grounds? Lord God, I pray that will be a place in their communities that they would be known. Not just that we would do these things in the walls of the church, Lord God, but that we would go into the communities in the place that we live. I thank you for the roles that Ben and Christy play in the school places, in, in education in this town. Lord God, I pray you cause them to be ambassadors of Christ in all that they do. God, I thank you. You've called them into this new role of eldership. I thank you for already the father that he has been. Thank you for the husband that he is to Christy. I thank you for the friend that he is to us. Lord God, I pray that you would give them authority this morning. I pray the Spirit of God would give them authority today so that you have called him to these things and those that you call you equip. God, you don't leave us. You don't call us into place and say, there you are, get on with it. You constantly, by your spirit, enable us to call it, to live out the plans and purposes that you have for us in our lives. So I pray it for Ben and Christy today. God, I pray that they would, they would be so um, part of the future of all that we're being called to in the life of this church. And God, I pray as we gather as the people of God this morning, you're not finished with us yet. As Dave said this morning, we thank you that you are not finished with the church here in this town. Lord God, I thank you that you have plans and purposes not just to bless us here, but to bless this, this place that we call home. God, I thank you that you love it. Thank you that you love the people of Eastbourne. You're not, you're not ignorant of what goes on in these places. You're not ignorant to the homes amongst us. You're not ignorant to the broken places and individuals that are here. You're not ignorant to the darkness, and yet you call us to be light in dark places. Spirit of God, equip and enable us to proclaim the gospel in all that we say and do. Thank you, Lord God, that you have plans and purposes to change and transform lives. And God, you begin that again today. And so we receive it, new mercy, new grace again today. Spirit of God, release us into all that you have for us in your mighty name, Lord God. Amen. 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 Let's, uh, Clive, would you just pray for Ben yeah. as well? And then in a moment, we're going to sure. just yeah, yeah, make it sure. a moment of prayer. Thanks. Yeah, Ben, Christy and family, we've just again come with a, with a wonderful uh, prayer for the anointing for leadership, yeah. an anointing to be father and mother, father to this church, laying your lives down in service. We're praying for the protection over your family. You've got a, you, Ben, you've got a family to look after, but you've also got another family here to look after. And we pray, Father, for a wonderful, uh, compassionate heart. We thank you for his, his pastoral heart. We thank you for his fatherliness. We thank you for his family. And we pray that the goodness the goodness of Ben and Christie comes upon this church, that there's a security that is added deep into the hearts of the people, that they know that there is a sh an under-shepherd here, as Dave said, that has been given that privilege, that amazing privilege of caring for the lambs, rescuing the sheep, seeking the strays, binding up the broken, healing the sick, seeking the lost. Father, I pray that, that your father heart comes powerfully upon Ben now and equip him for every good work with Christy by his side. And we pray that over Martin and Rebecca as well. Lord God, we thank you that something of your father heart is reflected so deeply in this morning. There's a tenderness here this morning because you love your lambs. You love your people. 
and you will fight for them and you went to the cross for them and you love them with a fiercest, fiercest love. We pray for that fierce love to come upon Ben now as he steps up to eldership and from Martin. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're just going to commission Martin to becoming an elder in this church. I can lay hands on him. You can do that as well. Yeah, amen. Let's, let's just pray together. Yeah, Father, you. you can reach out your hands. I don't know what that does, but it just helps. <laughs> I'm praying your best prayers as we're praying for Martin. Father, we thank you for this dear man. Martin, I feel God wants to really encourage you this morning. You've been a faithful guy through lots of ups and downs personally, but also corporately. You've known the call of God on your life. You've hung in there believing that a a day like this would come. You've not fought for it, but God has welcomed you and gladly brought this to you today. And so, Father, we commission Martin to be an elder in this church community. Martin, just be filled now with the authority that God gives this risen Jesus. He grants to you his authority. It's not your authority, it's his authority. We set you apart to be a shepherd in this community, to love these sheep. May you be filled with wisdom. May you be filled with a sense of knowledge of the word of God. May you know deep down inside of you this calling being clarified this morning. And we set you apart now to be an elder in this church community. Serve these people, love them, shepherd them. Sometimes you will even have to speak words that would not be coming naturally to you, but are important. And we set you aside to this task that God has called you to now. We recognize God's hand of anointing upon you. Holy Spirit, come now to this dear man and fill him and flood him over and over again. Give him the strength that he needs. Give him everything he needs for the coming days. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I think we should applaud the Lord and give him thanks. (laughs) Hallelujah. Then we're going to pray for uh, these yeah. guys now. I've uh, never done this before. You, you, but, uh, where are you going to place your hands on him? Yeah. Uh, Christy, could you stick your hand on his head, please? <laughs> Just do it. Thank you. That will help us. I mean, really, over the... Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> That'll do. But let's seriously put your hand on his head, because it's the only way we know how to do it. This is the laying on of hands for eldership. And again, folks, you can put your hands towards the screen. Come on. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, his very strange circumstances, we know that distance does not prevent the anointing of your Holy Spirit coming upon him. Come upon them as a couple and as a family in Jesus' name. We set, we set these dear people aside to you right now. Father, we bring Ben to you in Jesus' name. We commission you, Ben, to be a father in this church, to be a shepherd in this church. And right now, let the authority of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon you in fresh power right now as we pray. May you be filled with wisdom from God. May you know his shepherding heart for his people. May you have wisdom beyond your years and understanding as God gives you all that you need for that which he's called you to do. And I pray that you'll be flooded with grace, 
that you'll have more grace than you ever thought you had Amen. for this task Amen. of shepherding these people. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Just to say that very often when we, um, when we pray uh, for elders, people often ask me, you know, you, you, you got them up as a couple, why did you do that? Well, the answer is, although this is the guy who's becoming an elder, he's absolute rubbish without her, you see. So it's vital that, that they actually know that they have a calling of God together because they need one another in this task. Same for Ben and Christy as well. And often when we get to pray for people like this, people in the congregation sense God speaks to them about all sorts of things. And obviously we haven't got time today to get into that. But if you feel God has spoken yeah, to you yeah, for these amen. guys, let us know or go to them directly and uh, that will be a huge encouragement uh, to all of us. Yeah. Over to you. No, it's really good. Um, thank you, Dave. So we, we felt we just wanted to finish by rejoicing together. We didn't want the kids to be excluded from this. So actually, Ads and the team have just brought, if your children, the 1611s were youth, I love the fact that you're here already this morning. And it's people like Amy, you know, Amy Martin and Beck's daughter. It's great to have Amy in there. We want to pray for them as families. So actually, if you want to grab your kids, um, if you're 6 to 11 there, Ads has got them through into the Sussex area. Bring them through and we're going to sing and rejoice together. Because as Rich started this morning's meeting off, actually realising life, it's good to celebrate moments of life together. To build little Ebenezers, little piles of stones in which we say, God, you have been faithful to this point. And we want our children to see that because actually that's what we pass on from this generation to the next. So why don't you go and grab your kids, come back in, let's rejoice and sing in God. And actually I think we're going to have a little prophetic word as well at some point. So come on, let's raise our voices, let's thank God together and let's sing of his goodness. <laughs>